Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the North New South Wales Conference Newscast. My name is Maddie. I'm the Communications Director, and I'm, today I'm here with Sven Ostring, the Church Planning Director for the conference. How are you doing, Sven? Really good, Maddie. It's great to be with you. Good to have you here. There is a lot of things happening in church planting throughout our conference, isn't there? Tell me about some of the things that are going on. Yeah, Maddie, there's there's 24 uh, church plants on my uh, on my database um, on my project management system, uh, which is absolutely fantastic. And and look, we are adding to those pretty much all the time. And so so I'm really looking forward to just seeing how God is going to multiply and grow new churches in our conference. 24 what's that as a percentage of our church churches number of churches well well it's roughly about about a quarter as i understand so we've got almost 100 churches um i'd need to to check with with neil thompson and and uh, the rest of the team there but it's about a quarter so we're really moving ahead here in north new south wales that is incredible I didn't like just working at the conference office and I didn't know there were that many going on. Tell me, what is the process of planning a church? How does one go about, all right, we're going to start a new church? Okay, uh, Maddie, the key thing to realize is that church planting is about establishing a mission team. Uh, so a lot of people make the mistake that they think that church planting is buying a building, uh, that it's about the building itself, or that it's starting a new Sabbath worship service. I mean, this is a very natural thing to think about, because if you think about going to church, you're going to be thinking like, where do I go? Where's the building? And uh, when is the program running? Uh, but but that's really, you know, like saying that your family is is the house you live in or, or the dinner meal that you have together, which is really not. There's so much more. Uh, a family is about a small community getting together and experiencing love, fun, and growth together. And that's exactly the same with, with church planting. It's about a mission team. It's a group of people who say, we feel called by God to to reach out to a new community, uh, whether that's like a suburb or maybe it's a new people group like like university students or, say, for example, um, Indians or, or Chinese living, living in our city. And, and, and actually developing a plan as to how we will go to reach them. Now, in the process of time, obviously, discipleship will mean uh, that, that we're going to form small groups. We're going to form outreach ministries, uh, depending on the needs of the, the community. And discipleship will mean that we will ultimately start a Sabbath worship service. And God may bless um, a church plant to have a building in the future. Look, it, it may be the case that a church plant never has a building. So at the university, they may always be uh, booking a university lecture theatre. So they may never own the building. And I know some churches which have made the intentional decision never to own a building so that they can put 50% of their local church offerings into mission in places like Kenya and, and Southeast Asia and places like that. But it's about forming a that mission team. So number one, you need to have a vision. You need to say, we we see that God wants to establish a new community, a new church community in this, um, this area with this people group. Uh, number two, you do need to build a team. Uh, the saying goes that there's no low ranger, uh, there's no, no man is an island, and that's exactly true. That's so true for church planting. Uh, you need a team. That's the way Jesus did it. Uh, so you, uh, you need to 
group of people who say, yeah, we're going on this journey together. And and certainly one of the key things is you, you're going to want to recruit the right people into your team, people with a mission heart, uh, people who who are willing to, to engage with that community rather than, you know, sort of uh, really go in there with, with a very um, arrogant kind of view or, or just not understanding what's going on. Yeah, this is what we want to do there. We want to start a church, not, not actually listening to the needs that are in the community. That's right. And it's so easy to do, Maddie. I, I know it so well. And then the third thing is you need to be engaging with the community. So if you're, uh, you know, if you're at the university, uh, you might uh, be thinking of having like a, um, a table with, with either books or, or maybe free food. Uh, you might start games. If, you, if you're going to a suburb, you may be thinking of kids clubs. You may be thinking of cooking classes, depression recovery. Um, it's really understanding those needs, which is so important. And, and I know uh, that you can do the first two. You can be working on your vision. You can be building your team. Uh, but if you're not actually engaging with the community, uh, it will get very dry and very boring. But if you're actually out there, um, the, the, the energy level, the, the, if the thrill, shall I, if I could put it that way, of actually being there, mixing with, with people who are potentially part of your church plant, the, the excitement, the joy is amazing. Mm, so it starts with starts with building a community starts with building a team at what point do you actually say all right we can now call ourselves a church what are the what are the steps you go through okay so here in the north new south wales conference we we have defined a number of stages that a church plant can go through uh so the first stage is what we call the pre-evangelistic church plant work um, and the acronym is PEW, which is kind of a bit, has a humorous side to it. So the idea is get out of your pew and get out into the community. Kind of cool. Uh, then you move to the, the church plant status, um, which is effectively you've, you've formed your team. You're actually getting underway uh, with, the, with the process. And then the next two stages are ones which are recognized worldwide. And that is the company status, which is a small church, about 30, uh, meeting regularly, um, has all the characteristics of church uh, but it's still in the smaller stages then a, then a full church around the the 50s to 60 mark um, in terms of attendance and then the final stage and I'm very very focused on this stage is what we call a multiplying church a church which actually has in its vision the idea that it is going to multiply and start new churches and that is the most healthy way to start church plants for, for there to be a mother church which actually supports um, in terms of encouragement, in terms of leadership training, in terms of financial and administrative assistance, so that, that a, a young church plant could get underway, rather than having orphan church plants, which always find it a bit difficult along the way. So you start, you start with pre-evangelistic work, you start building community, you move up to a company, and that last stage, you go to a church, and then that last stage, multiplying church. Like for me, that's that seems like it almost doesn't look like a church anymore. But just looking at the stories that are coming through um, from from some of our areas, uh, as I sit here as communications director, I get sent stories. You know, uh, I had a story from Rebecca not long ago. Some of you may have listened to it or um, read it in the North Point, uh, and it's just fantastic to see the dynamic that's happening in those churches. Yes. Tell me about Bellingen. Belgian is a very exciting opportunity we have. We have Rebecca and Darren Cheers there, and they started a house church. 
um, just a just a family uh, with other uh, people who they're working with too. And um, look, you know, a house church is dynamic. So, you know, sometimes there's a whole lot of people. Sometimes there's, um, you know, just a few amount of people depending on pe- where people are at. Uh, but on a Friday night, they, uh, Rebecca and Darren Cheers can have up to 18 people uh, in their house. You know, the place is full of kids and laughter. They're studying the, the book of Daniel um, and they're going through it in a very um, expository, um, you know, exegetical way, which is very um, applied to how we live. So I've been there. It's, it's a really great um, location. And what they've done is they've, uh, they've talked to us about it. They've applied with us and they have asked to be able to move to the church plant status. So they're going to start to hold uh, pop-up churches um, in the park or community hall. Uh, they're, they're really looking at um, engaging with the community in, in more ways than they have done already. Uh, Peter Watts, our um, conference evangelist, has run a series there. And so they're looking at, at really moving ahead in the Belgian area. It's, it's a very exciting uh, place to be. Uh, just received recently that they have got a radio license in Belgium. So you can be in your car and and listening to the Adventist message and Faith FM right there in Belgium. Um, I look forward to seeing where that goes as well. That is absolutely incredible. That's awesome. Now, there are a couple, you were mentioning Stage 5 Multiplying Church. Yes. Now, we've got a couple of uh, um, examples right here in Newcastle. We've got Raymond Terrace, yes. Raymond Terrace Mission. We've got Newcastle Adventist Church. Um, tell us about where they're at because these churches are actually planting other churches. Yes. So, so Raymond Terrace Mission um, is, has a vision to be involved in, in Adventist Mission worldwide. Uh, that, that's, that's part of their name. Uh, that the church um, is is very very visionary, and so uh, what we have done at Raymond Terrace Mission, so so Blake and and the team um, is actually say we're going to step out and plant in a nearby suburb, which is Thornton. Uh, Thornton and that area is the fastest growing uh, region outside of Sydney in uh, New South Wales. Um, incredibly rapid, and if you go there, you'll see um, developments all over the place. It's new houses, people moving in, renting, all of that kind of thing. Um, it's part of the, the big development of Maitland itself. So just up the road, you've got Metford, um, where, and in Metford, they're, they're developing a new hospital as well. Uh, so with Thornton, we recently had 10 Avondale students do their externship with us, and it was just the most exciting thing. I, I was leading the team, and um, as I said to you before, Matty, uh, you can do all the visioning that you, you like, uh, but once you actually get out there, to meet real, real people, if I could put it that way, it, it moves to a whole new level. We we met with real estate agents, we met with ministers um, from other denominations, we met with city councillors. Um, and uh, we, we're going to, to meet with, with the mayor, actually, tomorrow, you and I. And um, we went to the shopping center. We, we did some uh, questionnaires there. Uh, the team went uh, door knocking as well. Um, and at the same time, when, when the Arise volunteers were available, they were also door knocking as well and doing survey surveys. And so that, that was an exciting opportunity. We, we are planning to, to go specifically to Wirraway Park um, and the skateboard park, which 
which is two key areas where people congregate, where people mingle and gather. And we're going to start to, to really connect. Um, we're looking at, at having a, a podcast, um, a, a video clips which we put on social media and um, really connecting with the community. Uh, we see that families is the key um, people group, the focus group that, that God is calling us to reach there. So that's Raymond Terrace mission and, and their vision to multiply. They're very healthy church um, and and they, their vision is to be able to multiply within two to three years of, of starting as, as a full church. And, and that is a really important um, goal to have as a church plant. Now, how, how come that's important? What's, what's unique about multiplying in the first two to three years? The, the reason why it's important, Maddie, is that um, what often happens is this. Every church um, that we have in, the, in our conference and around the world started as a church plant, just like every single one of us started as babies. So it's actually part of our history um, for every single church. The, the challenge is that there's, there's a natural kind of uh, trajectory or, or pathway, which is that we move towards a a comfortable zone. So we we enjoy the Sabbath worships. We we love the the preaching of the pastor and the the potluck lunches, and so we tend to head towards that. And that's a very natural thing. So it's sort of like moving from a. Um from a from a growth mode, from a outreach focused, community centered to somewhere that's sort of like maintenance mode. Is that is that what you're kind of talking about? Yeah, that that's a general kind of dynamic. And so we kind of forget about what it was like. So it's a bit like having kids. So um, you know, you can have your first child, your second child, it's you know, it's a bit of a crazy kind of time, and then you settle down to your your default, your standard family um sort of dynamics, and you start to forget about what it was like to have um, have babies and toddlers in the house. Whereas um, if you can say, look, as a church, we, we will continue to plant churches. Uh, within two years, it's still fresh in our memories. Uh, we still remember the excitement of being involved in a church plant. Um, but we're also in the, um, we're stable enough to be able to do it without being too um, being too risky, if I put it that yep. way. Yep, and that that mindset becomes part of the DNA of the church, Correct. and people want to to continue functioning like that into the. That's yep. Yes. Now, people would ask, well, why would you do that? Why Why wouldn't you just consolidate and and uh, you know spend you know five, seven, ten years? Well, the reality is this, Matty. If if you have the vision, if your church has a vision of becoming a multiplying church. That vision attracts entrepreneurial, uh, visionary young people. And, and the, the reality of this, it is this, is that you can never outgive God. And so if you're willing to say, we're going to send our best, then what happens is that very attitude of being generous, not only with our time and our money, but also with our leaders as well, actually brings more leaders to the front, uh, more leaders who are um, waiting in the wings, potential leaders. They can either step up in the mother church, they can step up in the new church, and overall the church grows. Now, obviously we want to do that in a strategic way, 
um, not just a, a chaotic way, but it's certainly very healthy. And so not only has Raymond Terrace Mission been doing that, but also Newcastle Adventist Church as well. Yeah, that's Newcastle is another one that I'm very excited about, particularly because um, the, the university campus is... Um, is something which I'm really keen to see how it will how it'll work out. I'm very excited about that. Yes. So Newcastle Adventist Church has just moved down to Warners Bay uh, to to reach out to families in that area of Newcastle. But at the same time, this is the, this is the amazing thing, Maddie, is that they're also, as you say, um, heading into to Newcastle University. They've they've been in this um, on this mission uh, since since the start of this year at least, and and so they've started three uh, care groups. Um, as I understand, a number of care groups. And so they're, they're inviting uh, university students to be part of that. They're, they've also had Arise volunteers and, and Bible workers involved in their, their mission too. And uh, what they have planned is they have planned an evangelistic uh, church camp. Um, so it's a strategy which has been used very well in other um, areas in, in the country, down in Melbourne, down in Sydney as well with Gateway Church, with uh, 3M Church. And so they're going to do that. They're going to invite a, um, a, a medical doctor to talk about health and, and to invite people to, to, um, to make a commitment to Jesus and the, the plan that he has for our lives. So they've moved uh, from the idea phase to that pew stage. And, and we're really excited. They're being led by and um, it's going to be a fantastic opportunity uh, to be able to reach literally the global mission that God has brought to our doorstep in our university, Newcastle University, which is um, the largest employer um, here in in Newcastle, uh, which is an amazing, amazing opportunity. Now, we could go on and talk about all the other 24 church plants that we have. We'll be here all day. But the ex- what I'm seeing as part of this is just the opportunity for involvement. We have church plants throughout our conference, and there is so much opportunity. For instance, with the Newcastle Adventist Church, you know, when they started working on campus, um, the uh, the main body of students, uh, there was a group called Adventist Students on Campus, which was a registered group on campus, and um, they were going around doing surveys. We did a few video stories with them. But just the uh, ability to become involved in something like this, in a church plant near your location, in a group that is doing outreach in, in, that, in a particular area, um, get involved, guys. If, this is an, if, if you're burning to do something for the community, to, to reach the community, church planting and the, 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 there will be a church plant near you where you can get involved. Isn't that right? Yeah, well, I'd I'd say this, you know, church planting coming to near uh, coming to a campus near you, or coming to a you know a theatre near you, sort of thing. So yeah, look, Maddie, we have amazing opportunities uh, nearby. We also have opportunities elsewhere as well. Uh, so for example, Stanley out at Scone, for, he's put in many years of service, um, done a brilliant job. Uh, he he recognizes that that God is calling him to retire out in Scone, and uh, so there's an opportunity, and we're looking for for someone who be able to continue the the mission uh, work that he's been doing out there in, in Scone. Uh, and also Canamble, uh, Sean Hepworth and his family up there, they've been working there faithfully for, for a fair few years, about five or six years, if I understand correctly. And they're also looking for volunteers to come along and help. So if you want to spend a few years in the outback, 
this is a fantastic opportunity to minister, to go out there and to become part of that community and make a real difference. Yes. And the other thing too, uh, just as we're finishing here, Maddie, um, church plants are very evangelistic too. And so there's there's a number of church plants and companies which are focusing on evangelism. Uh, so we have a 40 living or, or living abundantly. Um, and uh, they, they're having an evangelistic campaign uh, later this year. And um, also uh, we have The Vine up at uh, Tweed Heads, and they're looking at working together with Peter Watts um, and the evangelism team um, up there to, to really build uh, the church there as well. But you're absolutely right, Maddie. Uh, the fact is this, is that the mission that Jesus has for us is all around us. Jesus said the harvest is plentiful. Uh, but the laborers are few. And, and to pray to the Lord of the harvest uh, to send out laborers into um, his harvest. And, you know, um, when you pray that prayer, uh, God may be calling you. Uh, so you may be the answer to your very own prayer. Thanks for joining us, Sven. It's been a pleasure talking about church planning this morning. Thanks, guys, for listening. And uh, we'll be back next month with another edition of the Newscast. See you then. Bye.